Characters Here podcast. I am your host, Arthur and artist, Sharday. On this show, we talk about our goals and dreams and becoming our better selves. You'll be inspired by incredible interviews and motivated by success stories. And the best part is you'll be a part of the community. Yes, you can be a character too. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at SLF underscore entertainment. And for more information, visit charactersheres.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Sharday, your host of Characters Here Podcast, and I am here with an artist from Houston. His name is Sean, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about education, what it means to us, um, what we've experienced as far as education, and then where we see it going in the future. So I'm going to let Sean start off the conversation. Thank you again for having me. You're welcome. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just go ahead and start off by saying um, like my my experience was just strictly with education it was strictly public i never had the private school experience never had um, the homeschool experience although as i've gotten older i probably feel like sometimes it might have been the better route because of i guess the way things were taught within the public school system mm. everything was very uh cookie cutter and, and copycat so it's basically one person learns something in one generation, and if that's all they know and they, and they don't know anything else, they're going to just continue teaching the next generation that same thing, whether it's true or false. Yeah. That's just the only information they have to go by. And, like, the perfect explanation, I mean, the, the perfect uh, example is how, you know, even to this day, people still teach that Christopher Columbus founded America. Which yeah. I, I can't even say that majority of us do know, but mm-hmm. a lot of us know now in my age range how false that means and what it means to continue actually teaching that same message. So mm. um, that it, it really kind of speaks volumes once you have your mind of your own and you're not really being uh, controlled under like the whole public school forum. Yeah. where people are like okay this is what we're gonna learn they'll give you a whole curriculum list of this and this and this and this mm-hmm. and guess what all those tests that you have to take is also standardized they're, they're basic information that you really have to either try to memorize or mm-hmm. whatever but it's nothing that uh, it's nothing that they gave a work cited on you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and what's really weird is like, once you get into college, you really understand how much a work cited uh, means to like the research that you do and what you're saying. And we never really received that information on what we was being taught in public school systems. Now, private right. school, it might have been different. It might have been, uh, you know, even substantially different when it comes to like homeschool. Uh, because you know you are more hands-on with that person and you're not in that whole system of hey you got this x amount of time and if you don't have that done in that x amount of time you might miss out on trying to finish in that or it's just a lot of different things when it comes to like the whole system of public education and Mm -hmm. on top of that it's one of the things where I see 
sometimes you don't get enough funding for you and the programs do matter where like how i had to learn when i got older and got into college like what actually the black panthers did for children Mm -hmm. and like that's one of the things that i don't like take for granted knowledge wise because Mm -hmm. i know the effect of um like the effect of it personally and not still having that experience in my lifetime but knowing i can imagine in that lifetime then when the panthers did exist how effective their uh assistance with public education for the youth actually was when it comes to like feeding the kids in the morning and different things like that some people don't even have like the funding outside of the schools like to take care of the kids to have them fed and not have to like worry about all of that when they're in school for like eight to ten maybe sometimes 12 hours because even to this day like now that i got an order public schools or just school in general is almost like uh a long daycare (laughs) yes it's like it's one of those mandatory daycares Mm -hmm. i know when it comes to money you know a lot of us didn't have you know those benefits that i feel like a lot of uh private school kids get or even homeschool kids get that you know I mean, they pay, they already paying tuition and it's like grade level type, you know, <laughs> and you, I didn't think about paying the tuition until I got to college. So my experience with education has been similar to yours. It's a, basically, we just going to school to learn about things in order to pass tests. And the older I got, the more I learned is we're not even learning factual stuff. <laughs> we basically just getting in information from what we've been told is right or what is American history, and that's all they do. It's, it wasn't a really big thing that I got from it until it was certain teachers that I had that would say certain things that would, you know, wake me up as a student. So for you, what was, like, something that you experienced, like, some a moment in school that you experienced that woke you up as a student or even a teacher that got your attention Probably it was this, it was this one teacher. His name was uh, Mr. Solbeck. It was like Tom Solbeck was his name. Now, <laughs> mind you, like this teacher, I didn't I didn't fully grasp the understanding of like teachers' jobs back then. But uh-huh. this this is what it was. He was our PE teacher and uh-huh. our English teacher. And as you get older, you understand some teachers like either have to uh-huh. uh, teach like two different languages because maybe it's not enough students in in one thing or subject or whatever or that's just what they do to get extra money Mm -hmm. so like i look back on it now and i'm like okay he was actually like a hard dirt working teacher now only was Mm -hmm. he trying to teach kids you know uh education and fitness he was also teaching uh kids in english the teacher had gave me this nickname it was no doubt doubted that's my last wow. name. There's no doubt that. <laughs> and the reason why he gave me that nickname is because he had no doubt that I was going to get the uh, answer right. Because, you know what I'm yeah. saying, he might throw a word out in the class, and it might be a small word, might be a big word. To me, it was just words, you know what I'm saying, that I knew I could spell because I understood it. Mm-hmm. So I'm the only black kid in the class, and he spoke that into me. Like, he 
stressed how smart I was. You know what I'm saying? He actually continued to remind me, like, hey, don't worry about the next test that's coming up. I know, and there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to get a 100 on it. And oh, I just yeah. kept getting, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Like, teachers like that made a strong difference. Not to say all teachers, but a lot, a great number of teachers don't have that same patience and care for you as a student and at the age of a young child when you do, when you get to like middle school and uh, mm-hmm. high school, like that, that care just kind of just disappears for a lot of students. And yeah. it's one of the things where I never understood why, but I understood like once I became, a, like once I want to become a teacher, I'll know the things that made a difference uh, for me personally, and I'll always continue to have that as a continuing effect when it comes to uh, education. He made a strong difference in my will to want to keep going and know that, hey, I'm actually smarter than I might think. But when these tests come up, whether it's handwritten on paper or whether it's an actual test of life, like those kind of that's the approach I take to those kind of type of things. It's funny. I was listening to a motivational speaker and he was saying that, you know, when we're kids like toddlers, before we even go to school, we're at the smartest that we are at any age as humans. And the older we get, essentially the dumber we get because we're using less of our brain. We get in school and we're when we're young. We're taught to explore. We're learning different things. We're seeing how things work without being afraid for one and then without anyone telling you that you can't do that. Well, once we come into school, we're told, stand up straight. Make sure you're quiet. Put your hand behind your back. Walk in a straight line. That's the right thing. That's the wrong thing. You're giving so many rules to where it puts you in a box. And then next thing you know, everybody is coming out, this robot. <laughs> and that's how you get us into this. It's basically, I feel like, the the society's way of putting people together to where no one stands out and then when you have people that finally do break out of that they become successes like you know the athletes that we have or the artists that we have or people who are great scientists you know people who actually just go beyond what society told you that you was allowed to do and a lot of times those geniuses are looked at as crazy people but they're I honestly believe they're doing what we're all supposed to be doing anyway with school, when the standardized thing, what I call the robot world, what I got from that after just graduate college is really what did it for me. After graduating from college, I was just like, this is crazy. This whole thing is just the biggest scam <laughs> that ever just, to be able to learn, I have to pay to learn things. That's something that's just And it's funny because when I was studying architecture and we went to Oklahoma to see uh, one of, um, what's his name? Uh, Frank Wright's, um, what was it? Frank Lloyd Wright's, one of his uh, hotels that he built in Oklahoma. It was a really, really nice building. Uh, Certain things were a little off as far as, you know, the average height of a human being. Everything was basically measured to where he could fit in it (laughs) and not just everybody else. But Frank Lloyd Wright did not go to school to get some architecture degree and then get all these credentials to get, you know, become an architect. And think about years ago, even doctors didn't go to school for like 10 years to know how to do surgery on people. 
this is all stuff that has happened now to where I feel like at the end of the day is to get a profit. <laughs> like, seriously, what is your thoughts on stuff like that? Uh, I mean, I totally agree because it wasn't until college I had that mindset to even be free enough to think like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't under the control of, hey, this and this and this and this. Like, that's why, that's one of the things that I appreciate life after public school you know what I'm saying? yeah the the uh the college experience and just that moment it's kind of like almost like a safety net yet a crutch at the same time yeah you know, on your experience you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. on uh, everything that you kind of just learning and, and all but uh like that is definitely one of the things where i realized like as i was going to class and especially buying books i think buying books was my point when i really realized that i didn't have to pay for education and Mm -hmm. i I figured this because once you start going to classes and you don't have the books you'll end up running into someone who does yeah that one person that does you can go to them and they may or may not charge you for borrowing a book. But mm-hmm. if you ended up just taking a book and of course with their permission, <laughs> but just yeah. taking the book and copying the pages that you needed, then mm-hmm. you'll have exact same information as uh, the other student who did buy the book. And then yeah. that whole system switched because that was like me starting to go off to college. And I was like, okay, I can do that instead of, you know, actually buying the books. So I stopped buying the books. And then I stopped uh, I stopped going to uh, print those pages out once I figured out those same books are, uh, are newer versions of older books that's mm-hmm. already online. Yeah. And all those, all the information is has been already online all you have to do is just google search what you're looking for right. you can type a sentence in and that same sentence might pop up as information in a book or mm-hmm. my favorite kind of finding is that if you type a sentence that you're trying to figure out the answer to uh you end up finding in that search the same exact question in the same exact form as a uh, uh, a question on a practice or a study guide or actually on a an actual test that was uploaded on uh, uploaded on the internet and now you have the answers for what's weeks ahead you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's really like using your resources I, I, not, I didn't have anybody teaching me that those were right. these kind of things where now I'm free with all this time that I have luckily mm-hmm. because college is one of the kind of experiences that I was very appreciative of the time that I had and of things just working for itself and me not having to, you know, work as much. Although I was, it was was really more so willingly uh, for more a part just to have extra money. But um, like just the things that I was self-teaching me and not having anybody to teach me these types of things was making Mm -hmm. my life easier through my experience that I particularly had and it wasn't something that it was so like standard like it was something that 
can work in many other forms with many other people and many other types of experiences mm-hmm. with me individually you know that's just what works for me you know right like i i just really appreciate the whole college moment at the same mm-hmm. time you know a lot of people choose not to go to college and even that alone can save you x amount of money up front you mm-hmm. know like by going through college and its experience throughout it might save you some money in the future future but not mm-hmm. going to college and still having that same effect as a college student will probably save you maybe three times as much as this person who actually yeah. does you it's know. like levels to it, it what, really I, is. It <laughs> really what is. i do like is that you said that you had the the freedom, like, away from that standardized. It's almost like going through the school system from elementary to middle, junior high to high school. It's like a prison. Yeah, it's a baby prison. <laughs> you, you can't even, you can't think outside the box because the, uh, the teachers and the principal and the staff, they're like authority. You have to respect them. Every, well, of course, you're going to respect them, but everything they say, you believe. So it's no need, I feel like, to even Google things or even to just, you just take their word for it. And in the sense, it's like you've been lied to. <laughs> like, you're lied to me. And then I start thinking, though, I'm the age that my teachers were. If they knew this information, why did they still teach it? <laughs> I mean, it just, like, again, it depends on the the person alone. Like, if they had that same mindset and education as you do have now you know what I'm saying just because mm-hmm. they had they were at that age teaching and they might not have it or they might not have had the same knowledge as you do at the same age now you know what I'm saying? especially mm-hmm. with how everything has t- uh, changed in time and technology like the thing that they had access to I believe that they, they were still using um you know what I'm saying books in the form of how we use google you know like like they were using like encyclopedias more than than we ever probably would have google is basically our encyclopedia for what you want to know in life i personally felt uncomfortable with um you know saying learning certain things in slavery and then learning nothing else about uh like black people before or after even while knowing that egypt existed you know what i'm saying like i i knew egypt existed when i was a child like super early i don't know how what was my first introduction but i knew black, black folks built the pyramid i knew that shit a long time ago so when the only time throughout all of these years of school when it comes down to teaching about black folks was only slavery and then you skipped dr king like, yeah, it never really made sense. I'm like, man, y'all are missing like so many more years. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know about the Harlem Renaissance. Why ain't y'all teaching about that? You know what I mean? Like, even that, if you want to go a little bit further back, it's like you just yeah. come to slavery and then skip right to the 60s. I'm like, dog, mm-hmm. like, if it didn't have anything to do with um the Great Depression, which was not our the Great Depression, it was yeah. the Great mm-hmm. Depression. You know what I'm saying? Then they skim right over that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah. dude, I never understood that. So I didn't like the fact that the teachers that I felt like 
that's just basic information. If I know as a child, then I feel like you should know as an adult. You should, <laughs> right. you should at least be able to teach me those types of things, whether or not I'm the only black kid in the class. In the class. Like, right. you, you want to teach history, you're going to teach it all. You know what I'm saying? Don't make that shit standard because everybody in this class isn't the same. And we're not trying to learn just one thing about one way mm-hmm. of one type of people. Like, education is still continued to be in that same form. You got people out, you know, fighting for more public funding for these systems, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, the, the more money goes into uh, certain schools in certain zones, so it might not hit a certain area where that school needed the funding more than yeah. the, the school that actually got it, you know? And yeah, is mm-hmm. how I would uh, uh, understand it, like how money was basically um, distributed throughout the college systems and uh, and like the A and M systems in Texas, where mm-hmm. you got UT that would get X amount of money, and then you get A and M X amount of money, and you get uh, uh, Texas State X amount of money, but then when it comes down to like the Prairie View, like the money was like maybe not even not even uh, a tenth of what those other schools got and wow. and that's how it's it's in that same form when it comes to like certain schools and like in my in my city when it comes to Houston and public education a lot of schools are getting more shut down on the south side than it is mm-hmm. on the north side yeah. And people don't look into, like, the effect of everything, like, over time and how, you know, things is, to me personally, it's better to have education outside of the system that's trying to help but not really helping you at all. Mm-hmm. You could really start at, like, school is really where you really see the effects. Like, being a, just a baby and being a toddler, like, you you don't know much about your environment until you get into the school. And that's where you see the true divide. What is it to you that you feel is like harmful in the, in the aspect of education? I'll say one of the things that's probably, it didn't have Mm -hmm. that much of an effect on it, but you know, mentally I feel like it kind of did, but for a lot of other people may have been worse, but it was, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's called like a proficiency test or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Or it's whatever test that you do to tell you what your career is going to be when you get older. You know, it, mm. I forgot what it was called, but it was either 7th or 8th grade. I believe it was 8th grade, but I just know it was the same year we read the Anne Frank book. And mm. uh, it was the test that we took. You ended up having like a whole bunch of different kind of uh, questions you had to answer. And based on your answers was going to be the category of what type of person that they said that you was going to be when you got older. I like, I never forgot like where I got my answers back because it took a while for those answers to come back. And then when it came mm-hmm. back, they grouped us in those same kind of fields. I was like, y'all got the game kind of twisted because... Oh, yeah. uh, like, I was agreeing with uh, what they were saying, but I was also not agreeing with what they were saying. But when it came, when the, uh, the test results came back, uh, it had, like, a different list of uh, 
kind of jobs that you would end up being in uh, once you got older. Two of those jobs, or three of those jobs, uh, was uh, janitor and uh, uh, like it was something that was kind of like a jester or something like a clown or mm-hmm. uh, like uh, some kind of customer service person or whatever. And I looked at it at that time that was so like negative because like mind you like I'm hella creative. I was I was like writing raps at that time. I was like, man, I'll be rapper. You tell me I'm gonna be a editor. I was like, man, y'all like I don't I don't trust y'all. It wasn't until I got older that not knowing that those things that they were saying that I was gonna be, it wasn't so much that um those things that it is basically what I became. I didn't become those things, but I wasn't too far off from the morals of that type of person. That's one thing that those standardized tests don't teach you is the morals of those people that they were telling you that you had. So, like, what I took from it as far as, like, for one, uh, a person who is, like, a janitor, they're cleaning up somebody else's mess. Like, mm. like you really think deep about it. Like, the janitor is cleaning up somebody else's mess. That yeah. means somebody had to f*** up something for me to come in and fix it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm making the trouble disappear by my skills. And I was like, hmm, although I never became a janitor, I've had that same kind of skill throughout my life, like, pretty much all throughout my either employments or just you know experience in general with, with people somebody might end up having a problem with something and I come in and I fix it you know I mean? especially if they made it worse or someone else yeah. made it worse that was just me personality wise and I had that same kind of I guess I would say spirit when it came to um, like customer service being able to continually solve somebody else's problem, you know what I'm saying, showing empathy and care for other people when different things happen, you know what I'm saying, and like, mm-hmm. as far as like a clown, I knew I wasn't gonna be a clown, but I am actually yeah. a clown, like I'm goofy as hell, and yeah. like, I love jokes, I watch stand-ups all the time, like it's one of my things I look forward to doing, life had to teach me uh, after the whole public school system that I had to realize for myself, like those things that, you know, those tests told me or those things that the teacher told me that I was gonna be or I wouldn't be, I'm the total opposite and it's all because of my life choices. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really teaches you that during public school time and it's not anybody's main focus uh, on the the forefront. And I feel like that's one of the pressures that's very, very harmful to a lot of students, you know, just those tests alone and not getting any kind of information on what those things mean. Yeah, the background of it. Yeah. That, to me, kind of reminds me of uh, when you... Okay, so there's been certain situations in school where they'll ask you, or even, like, family members and people that you know be like, oh, you in school, like, what's your favorite uh class in school? And this is on the... Um, what's it called on the grade level from elementary to high school. And they're always asking you, what's your favorite class? What's your favorite subject? 
And I feel like in the beginning, I was always saying what I thought I want people wanted to hear from a kid. And that was always like a math. And then it, and when I started after my third grade class, when I was um, taking, I think it was called creative writing or something like that. And then eventually came into tests, which kind of took the fun out of it. But that's when I started saying English after that, which is something I was interested in. And then when I went to college, it was, okay, what are you going to major in? And I chose architecture for like the drawing and the being able to create. And then I learned that that's not what I want to do. I'm saying that because it seems like we are just, as soon as we start something, we're so, it's like we're expected to know exactly what we want to do with our lives and exactly where we want to go. And then it's like, once we just kind of get a feel for it first, you know, it's going to take a minute that we start saying, okay, I don't know if I like this. So it's like a pressure that's added onto kids or even college students to already know what you are going to do with your life, even though you don't even know, you know, where your life is going to go. I find that like a challenge because people don't know what they're going to become until like they learn things or until they experience certain things. I think we have to have experience in order to get to a point to where we know where we want, what we like and what we want to major in. And I think that a lot of times has a, uh, it backfires on people and it also like it, it hinders people a lot I think for their future selves like you like with those tests that's telling people oh because you got this grade you will never be able to graduate with your diploma on time mm-hmm. that you know that brings people down so then they, if they start really believing that because there's power in those thoughts you know you start yeah. believing okay well I'm not gonna graduate so what's the point of me ever trying and that whole mind tricking of like you have to know who you are and then we're gonna take this and put this in front of you take that test okay we already know what you are there you go we telling you i think that's that's an added pressure that comes from just being in these schools that have to mold and shape us do you see like a benefit or or maybe a a con to where school has like put or even people put pressure on kids and other people to know exactly what they're going to do and what they're going to be i would say yeah i mean there's there's definitely pros and cons to that pressure i would say Mm -hmm. the pro to that what would seem as pressure is really just inspiration you know like Mm. sometimes with the youth they may or may not understand their power that they have and you know they might have the will to quit because of something else like not even anybody else telling them that they can't is sometimes really the, just the kid is telling them that they can't because they feel like it's hard to comprehend or whatever. And that condition, yeah. that pressure can be in the form of inspiration, like off top of somebody else believing in you, like a teacher to pushing you to, to go for something that they feel like you may not know that you have the skill to do until you actually mm-hmm. do it. And it's really just proving the teacher right, but at the same time, it's really proving yourself wrong in the most positive way. You know, yeah. like sometimes we need to like get that, uh, get those experiences of proving ourselves wrong in the positive way. And people don't really talk about too much of those experiences. And those, I think, is ones that you know people can really learn. A lot more from from other than rather than learning from somebody else's 
experience of you not even having that experience at all. You know, you're like, oh, I did yeah. this, you know what I'm saying? Because I thought I knew I could do it. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, for somebody looking at that, they might, you know what I'm saying, feel like they can't do it. And if they don't have anybody telling them that they can, and if they're not telling themselves that they can, guess what? Most likely they're not. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, just having that positive outlook can seem like pressure sometimes. And it might seem like something negative until you actually put, personally, you put that effort forward and realize that, hey, you can accomplish anything that you feel like you can't, you know. Now, in, yeah. in the form of where it comes into cons, you know what I'm saying, I feel like um, people, not even just teachers, but uh, parents also will be like the worst uh, form of a cheerleader in mm-hmm. what uh, the kid will actually feel like they want to do. And like, mm-hmm. I've had that experience, you know what I'm saying? Personally, like I've always, more so I've always wanted to do music, uh, you know what I'm saying, as, as I got older. And I remember it was like one year, I was uh, upstairs and I was like on the way downstairs, like, to uh to do something or to get something and i'm just hearing my dad like you know what i'm saying talking to my mom but he's like yelling and he's saying this is what he normally does you know what I'm saying? but he's <laughs> yelling and his words was like well he's not gonna do nothing with music so i don't know why he wasted time i told him to do this and this and this with architecture and that shit mm-hmm. hurt like I ain't yeah. like, like i'm telling this podcast this shit. i'm not telling yeah i'm not telling my dad that that did hurt because I had ran yeah. back upstairs, ran to my sister's room, and I'm just crying and talking to her. You know what I'm saying? She's like, Oh, it's all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was my person to go to to tell me that, Hey, you know what I'm saying? You can do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? You feel like this and this XYZ is for you, then you do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was my person to do to, to go for it with that. But I mean, you'll have teachers that tell you, Hey, you know what I'm saying? You should try this instead. And that something instead might be something to hinder you from what you actually want to do you know mm-hmm. like my experience like i wanted to switch majors you know what I mean? but my parents was like hey you should stick with architecture because you're almost done that's a best reason for you to yeah. just keep going like mm-hmm. i i could be you know what i'm saying halfway killing somebody you're gonna tell me to fucking keep going and, and finish the job yeah like just mm-hmm. because i'm starting something and seems like halfway through doesn't mean that that is for me you know what i mean right like you have to have a conversation with each individual like i say everybody's different like even twins have different set of dna nobody Mm -hmm. has the same fingerprints ever nobody so you have to take that approach when it comes to dealing with people and what they're telling you that they want to do it's a it's a conversation that's really really needed about education between parents and their kids, kids and their teachers, and teachers and the parents. Yeah, I feel like if that that those three corners were connected for this triangle, that so many issues wouldn't even be an issue like it is today. Like you said, the behavior issue. There, yeah, I've been in too many classrooms where everything be cool, but as soon as you get you know, Dion yeah. <laughs> in the classroom and he just cracking and yeah. everybody is laughing and teachers like, 
And that's what I would get the most frustrated was more the teacher than the student. And that's funny that I just thought about that now. Like I would get more upset that the teacher would basically cut the class for like a whole 30 minutes to focus on one student. I'm like, it don't take that long to write this report to send him to the principal office. But it's like they got in their own way and it got the teacher so upset that they just forgot about the lecture and moved on. I did have teachers who were really good at bouncing back. Like they would joke back with the student Mm -hmm. and then ask the student a question about the lecture and that would get them in. I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed, uh, well, I didn't even enjoy it all, a teacher that would just fuss and then spend the rest of the class just upset. And I was just like, okay, you you an adult, like, you should know how to do this. <laughs> if you have to tell the student to go out and wait in the hall, I respect that too. But it's just, I feel like it was better ways for teachers to handle it. Because I, being a kid, you understand a lot of students are uh, like to joke a lot, but you also get to a certain point where you notice, okay, this kid is always hungry when they come in or this kid doesn't have the nicest clothes. And sometimes you just notice, like, this is the kid that always get looked over. So it's it's different things that play a part into it. And I do feel like at that time, it is the teacher's responsibility to to look after stuff like that, to be concerned. Mm -hmm. But it just seems like a lot of times teachers like, well, they ain't coming to me. I'm good. I'm just going to get my check and go home. And that's how I felt a lot of times with certain teachers. It just, you could just feel that disconnect and that distance where it's like, okay, you're not really here. And sad enough like i felt that more from the actual teachers than substitute teachers which is crazy oh yeah substitute teachers seem to care just a little bit more sometimes than the actual permanent teacher i mean yeah it it kind of it kind of does it kind of doesn't and i feel like uh, Mm -hmm. it's because for one those substitute teachers are interning to be a teacher like right. the teachers got the job off top, you know what I'm saying? So they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. They're they're mm-hmm. already teaching. The substitute yeah. teachers are trying to get into the field of teaching. Like they're trying to prove that they can teach. Like their effort mm-hmm. is actually probably, if not twice as more, at least fifty percent more on on effort wise in the time frame because they feel like they have something to prove. Like they're not an official teacher they're subbing for somebody who isn't there you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's almost like kind of like a like a step parent would be you know what i'm saying they have a point to prove because they signed up for that and their job yeah. is to be better than the person who isn't there you know what I'm saying? Right. like they have to prove why they're there in the first place the teacher is just there they have nothing to prove other than to teach you know what i'm saying like Mm-hmm. the substitute has to come in and be like okay this is why i'm here <laughs> you know what i mean and i'm also here <laughs> yeah. to teach you know what i mean like yeah. yeah they have a lot more to prove but like it, it's it's one thing when like teachers don't take heed to uh the the kid who's like maybe like always just making jokes keep in mind that hey this student always has something to say Maybe it's because mm. outside of school, they're always told to shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like mm, maybe they yeah. actually feel comfortable to finally be able to say something, whether yeah. it's the right thing or the wrong thing. Maybe they feel comfortable enough to finally speak out because they're they're not in that same 
zone as before where they're they have a harder restriction and it feel like if they do have that restriction outside and they're continuously being told by a teacher who they feel like has less authority than their parents they're mm-hmm. gonna be twice as much against whatever you say when you're trying to just shut them up you know what I'm saying? It's a way to do so, but you can't be like, shut up, Darnell, and expect him to be like, <laughs> oh, because you're teaching me and then you're giving me a grade, I'm supposed to like be okay with that. It's like, man, here, here's an F. Well, fuck you back. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like they got kids like that. You know what I'm saying? And that, that has an effect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. teachers just got to keep in mind that the life inside the classroom is just not it. You know what I mean? And right. mm-hmm. a lot of teachers take that personally. They're like they're not in tune with that child that they see they have a problem with. They're not trying to fix the problem. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you're gonna kick that kid outside of the class, you know what I'm saying? Keep teaching the class that whatever you need to do, you gotta you yeah. gotta manage your time and do that a little bit faster so you can go to that kid outside and right. by the time you go out there that kid is actually still there. You know, for, right. for you to talk yeah. to them and be like, yo, I I understand this and this and this. If you was that kind of kid, at least communicate that, hey, Mm -hmm. but you got to understand as a kid that, hey, there's a time for everything. And right now, while I'm in there, I'm just trying to teach y'all the best that I know how. If you feel like Mm -hmm. it's not enough for you, hey, come up to me personally and let me know if that's just what that is. But please just don't Mm -hmm. mess it up for all the other students when I'm trying to do right by all of y'all. Yeah. It don't take too much for that, you know what I'm saying? For teachers, it don't. <laughs> they, they got their own life too, you know what I'm saying? And certain yeah. things that they be dealing with, they might not mm-hmm. be in that same mind frame for being like, you know what? All right, Darnell, goddamn it, I'm about to write this math, and you go talk to the uh, assistant, uh, uh, whatever principal, whatever. I don't care. Just get out yeah. my face. That's just what it is for a lot of teachers, and now some yeah. teachers are like that twenty four seven, no matter what. Yeah, like. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Like you got teachers that shouldn't be there because they don't know how to properly teach in this public education system of daycare. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, oh yeah, yeah. You you need a, you need a shit happens one on one class. Yes, exactly. A real life class yeah. because I'm sorry, but home economics, learning how to cook. That was cool, but that just really wasn't teaching me about life. That was just, (laughs) like, I appreciated appreciated that class alone from the fact that I was guaranteed that I was going to get something to eat. (laughs) You go eat in this class. class. When I got to high school, I couldn't wait to take that class again. I I was like, man, I might take this whole twice, nigga. No. <laughs> yeah, I know it ain't gonna count, but I might take them twice. Just because I'm guaranteed twice at school. You know what I mean? And understanding the intellectually what they agree with and different things like that, they're not so much in mm-hmm. a box as other people like, oh, this is my first time drinking. Yeah, I'm twenty five, but fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> so they're not so restricted because they're they're probably more free than anybody else, you know, and I, I I just had to throw that shit in there because that was awesome. Like just experience wise with college and mm-hmm. you know understanding that when it came to ideas and inspiration and students actually uh, learning more than they did in a classroom amongst each other. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. that was the kind of people I was with. You know what I'm saying? Like we taught 
each other things that we weren't learning in class. Like, hey, yeah. like you should try this way because that way is what I ended up searching on YouTube and I saw a video that mm-hmm. taught me this this to do whatever. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh man, I didn't know I could change my own oil by this and this. Like, I didn't know I could learn that quicker with this and this and this. It's like, hell yeah. Like, that's why I'm so yeah. glad when it comes to like education and self-education. What Self-education. Yeah, like what the internet can provide for that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I really do appreciate more. Where I feel that the future of education is like so much more beneficial than it was just even for me at the, I was, and that's another thing too. I didn't have a like computer with internet until I got into high school. So that right there, that just lets you know that we, everybody now just about has some type of access to the internet, especially with phones too. So at this point, I feel like education really, you don't even have to get it from a system that is telling you what's true or not. You can get all that on the internet, which is another reason why I believe everybody should learn as much as they can before they tell us you can't <laughs> search up certain stuff online. <laughs> so I feel like the future of education is going to be like a lot better as far as it comes to people getting the kind of education that they want. Mm-hmm having that choice and i think we don't get that choice so we didn't get that choice when we were coming to school it was just that nope you have to follow this way you have to do it because everybody goes this way and everybody's gonna learn this way yeah and that's just not true yeah yeah do you have any like thing you want to add to it uh i would say i know off top the evolution of public education i feel Personally, like it's gonna deplete in some form or fashion because of technology, and when mm-hmm. I say that, it's because of the things that's going on in the school systems, like mainly school shootings. Like when you think of those mm-hmm. things are becoming now more common than it was in the past. You know what I'm saying you might have heard it in the past, mm-hmm. but now you hear people like, oh, now again, you know what I'm saying? Like. It's a different effect of how we see those same things that we've seen in the past, but now they're occurring so much more to the point where it's not so much that people are numb to it, but it's to the fact of something negative now becoming of the norm. And yeah, like because of that, I feel like the ease of access of how college has become... Uh, available online is now going to be that same kind of system to now be able to be pushed on uh, high school students and then middle school students and uh, elementary students but with like tutors and different like personal teachers I would say you probably might have a lot more uh, teachers being hired to uh, teach online versus in the class mm-hmm. and if you think yeah. about it it would actually save a lot more because schools actually don't have to pay for uh, tools and equipment and stuff uh, like mm-hmm. all the books and whatever information that you have the curriculum set for can be googled for free you know what I'm saying? all they have to do is yep. have the uh, internet access the teachers won't 
be uh, like around your student in a in an inappropriate way, you can pretty much guarantee that. And I feel like it actually is gonna be one of those things that's gonna be pushed at least within the next five years coming about. Mm-hmm. You hear anything about it like being like a main focus or a main push? Just remember, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to thank you, Sean, for being a part of this conversation, for even bringing up this topic, because I like to, you know, see what other people are thinking, and I feel we we on the same page. We're on the same page. <laughs> Hopefully, a lot of people see it their way, too. I think the education system is not necessarily the system part is going to get better, but the people that are, like you said, coming behind us and the, you know, people in our uh, generation are going to liven it up to where it, they know that not everybody learns the same and people can learn what they want to, you know, self-educate. So we're going to end this episode right here. Uh, put your all your information out to where people can contact you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, um, uh, like Instagram, H-U-X, Sean, S-H-A-W-N. Or um, you can message me uh, at uh, Sean Dowdy at Facebook.com or... Uh, at dopeartdealers.com and uh, also uh, email by t-h-e-u-n-i-o-n dot s-d at gmail.com or you can also text uh, my line at 281-750-9197 nice and I am Sharda, your host. You can follow me on Instagram at slf underscore entertainment and go to the website charactertier.com to learn more information. So thank you so much, Sean, for coming on the episode. And uh, will we be hearing back from you again? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a comment and share this episode. You can follow me on Twitter at Characters Here and learn more at charactersheer.com. And remember, don't be a stranger, be a character. Be a character. Be a character.